<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The Kardashians are not responsible for people's body issues. The media is. Years ago, when, when social media didn't exist, only tabloids did, who was buying the tabloids every time a celebrity has cellulite? Other women. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hello, beautiful ladies, and welcome to a brand new episode of Almost Adulting with me, your host and your best friend, Violet Benson. Today, we have a special episode. It is not a solo episode. It's not dating relationships. It's not a vault archive, and it's not a confession corner. Today's episode happens to be a part two from Thursday's episode of the Kardashian cult now whether or not you've ever seen the kardashians these episodes these two episodes are not about the show of the kardashians even if you're not a fan of the kardashians it's not specifically about that these two episodes that we created for you guys have more to do with the marketing strategies and everything that the media has done to make us be fans of the Kardashians to make us be fans and divide us, whether it's politics or anything else, and how a lot of these strategies are very similar to what cults do in their culting ways and in their own strategies. You can learn so much from Thursday's episode from last week, and you will learn so much from today's episode as well. So I welcome you to part two with me and MJ. I hope you enjoy, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. Also, when you hear this episode, that means yesterday, not only is it officially the first day of Scorpio season, but that means I performed my second show ever at the Hollywood Improv, which was sold out. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for selling out my show two weeks before my show <laughs> was on. I am recording this the morning of before my show. So I have no idea how I did, but I'm assuming I killed it. It was amazing. I wrote 17 pages and I narrowed down to 13 pages. And now I'm trying to memorize it before my show tonight. So wish me good luck. But obviously, when you're hearing this, that means it already happened. So hopefully any one of you that showed up, I hope you loved it. I hope I got to meet you and hug you. I love you. And hopefully I will have many more shows and I'll get to meet all of you. And of course, before we finish this, please check out all of my sponsors for the week. They're the reason I still have a show and I get to provide you with a free show twice a week. And also, if you have time, please feel free to leave me a five-star review on the podcast app. I read all of them, and it really helps me, and I love you so much for supporting me and helping us be the number one show out there for mental health, for dating advice, and for everything else. I love you guys. 
Have a beautiful day and enjoy today's episode. But then look mm-hmm. at Kylie Jenner. Mm-hmm. She surpassed, Kylie Jenner surpassed Kim. Mm-hmm. And she became way more popular, which I'm sure was very hard for Kim to handle. Mm-hmm. But what do you think Kylie did differently mm. than Kim? I think there's a unique power in being like Kim 2.0 because then it really modeled for people how commodifiable that and achievable that look was. So like Kim did this like ethnically ambiguous, like ever evolving aesthetic that was already enough of a spectacle and enough of an, it was interesting to watch. And then to show that the little sister can emulate it and she's younger and we allegedly she bought it you know she like did these fillers like during her like almost like post pubescent years like um that told a very clear message to the public like this too can be you you can like transpose the face so whether that was intentional that's the impact and she's it had like tiktok era mm-hmm. which also made her even that more relatable yes the youth of it too the accessibility just by virtue of age i mean gen z says a lot they don't relate to kylie because she's a mother and she's so adjacent to she's so associated with like the the like post success kardashian era because like we've i think millennials have like watched them grow in a different way like we remember like that paparazzi tabloid era and then to see where they are now whereas kylie came up when they were like coasting more i don't know what's really going on like with the vibes behind the scenes with them like i said like i'm analyzing them as holograms but i get the sense or i kind of like assume based on what i understand about how these iconic enterprises function that this the competition among them is like a almost like a friendly sisterly competition like the idea that competition is good for business like vegas like i did a video essay comparing the kardashian um like conglomerate to las vegas and vegas is so colorful and big and powerful and novel and whimsical with the the like pyramid casino and the like old school like roman like empire looking casino caesar's like because developers were competing and they were racing to make a cool new construct and so mom's attention yes exactly (laughs) exactly capitalism is the mom's attention totally so like the fact that there is like a bit of friendly competition potentially between sisters is only good for all of them kim is big right now because she is achieving at such a high scale that to have such a mass effect to reach the masses you got to be doing like next level shit you have to be like going to the moon here's a good metaphor by the way to what you just said is what they want us to see the media in general yeah i used to think that kylie jenner's makeup that sells out in a day it's a only because i was hearing about it yes but b it, that's what everyone was telling us that she was the most visited site yeah but i'm friends with the owner of the fashion nova and they surpassed kylie yes yes so that's really that interesting. was interesting because i would have not known this fact if i wasn't like it was like my family yeah the owner of fashion nova not my family my actual family like insider my, yeah my best friends are his cousin well it That's goes to your point of like kim surpassing or kylie surpassing kim sometimes the copy surpasses the original and with kim it's almost like she, a new era of kim because she also took out her butt implants yes change her whole look yes pete davidson era all yes. that but aside from that point she created skims yes and skims i think in that way all her stuff sells out now Yes. I think if she continued with makeup, competing with her sister Kylie wouldn't have worked. But once they changed the strategy, yes. Now she has her own thing. Kylie has her own thing. I right. like became I think skims. There were right, absolutely, I agree. So there was like that era of Instagram face that I would say Kim and Kylie kind of popularized, and so Kim was the blueprint. 
and in truth, the whole world, the globalized world was Kim's blueprint. And then Kylie became Kim 2.0. She she followed the Kim Kardashian aesthetic blueprint. And then she became bigger. To your point about Fashion Nova, it's an example of the copy sometimes becoming more successful than the original, which is very postmodern. But the sisterly competition piece, Kim's makeup line was initially marketed with a, a collaboration with Kylie Cosmetics. Kylie Cosmetics like gave that home to the experiment of Kim's makeup. And the Kardashians' bigger picture history is of trying things and seeing what works and then like letting like the things that don't work fall off. It's not like they're so passionate about one thing that they're like, no, like I got to make my makeup line work. That's my passion. They say it's their number one passion when they're trying to sell it, but they're not so attached that they're going to drive it home to the end. It's what they're passionate about is finding the thing that works and then going there. And that's another Vegas thing actually is the casinos close and they make new concepts. And that's so interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're right. Skims worked. And what's interesting about Skims, if you want to take it there, is the year Kim launched Skims, she wore her compressed silhouette dress to the Met Gala that made everyone like be like, well, how did she do that? And all the discourse about her perfect hourglass, uh, Sophia Loren inspired Met Ball dress. And then a few months later, she announced Skims. So I just think it's kind of interesting that she demonstrated um, compression of the body and, this, and a, a focus on silhouette and then announced a shapewear brand a bit later. Like those things I believe are intentional personally. Which kind of goes into everyone saying Kylie's lips are fake. Yes, exactly. And then she came out with, no guys, this is why my lips look the way yes. that they do and then forever later when it was already popular and she's like, okay guys yeah maybe i had some filler i'm gonna so everyone started getting filled and she goes i'm dissolving everyone's like for fuck's sake like yes. i can't afford to dissolve my lips yes so, and then and then she was like never mind and then suddenly you start to notice her having filler again she's like no no, no it's my new lip line there's yep. another one yep the marketing's the on the body yeah <laughs> the marketing's on the body it's experiential which is really interesting because experiential marketing is so powerful. I can't believe I'm doing this Vegas thing so hard right now. But like, that's the power of Vegas is that it's such experiential, like novel things. Like I'm on a roller coaster, I'm gambling, like you're so in it. And the Kardashians managed to market on the body experientially, but still through screens, which is hard to do. They are so, their business ethic and their work strategy is so fascinating. And I genuinely love and support them. And that's why it's so funny when I see anyone wanting to make comments like, okay, like when someone has no talent. No. Yeah, that part, this, yeah. The strategy behind every single thing yeah. is maddening. Yes. And that is so impressive to me yes. personally. Oh, yeah. The people that are like mad that they're famous for being famous are missing the point. I think it's interesting when people moralize about them. Um, it's really interesting because in 2011, there was a petition going around demanding that they be taken off the air because... Stop. Yeah, yeah. They were like... It was a very puritanical um, petition. What did they do? It didn't get anywhere. It got a lot of signatures. Why did they want to get taken um, They're like, con- they're, they're displaying conspicuous consumption. They're vulgar. They're hypersexual. The things that have made the Kardashians famous, but it's interesting because now discourse about the Kardashians that's more politically charged or, or morally charged, um, it's really the same. It's the same. It's just using more salient language. And I understand the sense of urgency people have to politicize the Kardashians in an identity politics sense and in a class consciousness sense. I actually really get it. They do represent the consequence of a lot of really like exploitative uh, forces in our culture but but they wouldn't have made it happen without the people watching them more and hating often, them. yes more often than not it's still a parasocial hate of them as though people feel like they know them and it still has a lot more to do with um these 
like like more of like a mean girl like energy than but based on this conversation yes. today one thing that i learned yes is that the only way you can become a leader be big and make a difference is you need hate on your side too which right. i never realized it before until this interview yes it kind of sparked to me like oh, holy shit i i yes there so the people who are hateful the thing they bring someone down or they think they're doing some something yes. different they're actually adding um fuel to the fire and yes. helping this person get bigger the because the most important thing to sell i think in this this new landscape we're in that is so saturated with information images content like and it's moving faster and faster is throwing out the big thing that is bigger than all of it or or high scale or and managing at the same time to throw out a lot of like little things to all at once and that's why kim is reaching these high scales of like creating situations where there's like is she going to be president conversations because she's doing major stuff and so it's kind of like hate is a powerful force that allows that stuff to get so big like if we if it was like the product's great and we're all here for it or we don't care indifference wouldn't get her anywhere um so the scandals are essential they're essential they might be the most essential to get there um and yeah. then they balance out the things that make people hate them with religion and tra traditional values so right when they make you hate them with like this Ray J thing and feeling like she's like um, a liar and exploiting her sexuality, exploiting a black man, the discourse I've seen about the sex tape. But then she talks about loving her kids and she does like, you know, she does the right thing and like stands back and like doesn't involve herself in the stuff Kanye's saying or whatever. So they always balance the bad stuff with the good and that confuses people and keeps them around. But the hate is essential. I feel like I didn't explain that very well. Well, here, I'll explain it in a way where it comes to influencers. A yeah. lot of times there's certain people you can't cancel. I think yes. the Kardashians are part of it and yes. it usually has to do with how you start your brand here's a great example would be there's this guy jeffree star mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. is yeah. on its own a problematic influencer yeah. or tana monjo i'm mispronouncing yeah. her name she's also a problematic influencer that means they started with hate and yeah. being problematic that's their whole brand so whenever they do anything that's insane or even um Trisha Paytas. Yeah. So, I mean, she's gone through so many phases. She was black. She was trans. Yeah. She's everything. Yeah. Every day. You yeah. never know. Now yeah. she's a mother. Yeah. So with them, because they started con with controversy and hate, you can't cancel them. Yes. Because they've already done the worst. So they can take a little break. Yes. And then they come back like nothing happened because you can't cancel someone. So with Kim Kardashian, her family starting from a sex tape. Yes. You can't cancel them from over-sexualizing themselves. Yes. That is how they started. Yes. That's the difference. And I also think that like those things that they get almost canceled for, but then don't are examples of being so important to their growth because those things get engagement. Like my posts about the Kardashians, people, like if I post about something with Kim Kardashian's body or Kim Kardashian's proximity to blackness, those are the posts that get the most engagement, the most likes, the most fights in my comments, the most like people get like engaged with. And so that is a microcosm of like the larger model of like, you guys wish they would stop. I know you do, but your engagement with it is why that they're, they're so don't. big. You run out of things to talk about. Yes. There will always be someone new and someone replicating or copying yes. them but it's i don't know i mean i would say one thing i uh that i'm thankful for the kardashians is that i grew up with always having a curvy body yeah and my body was never in style not in high school yes. and my mom and i laugh about it all the time now yeah where i had friends that would wear frankie b's and it was like 
literally right above their vagina and i could not fit into frankie b's because i have such a hourglass shape yeah and boys did not like me in high school and then you know fast forward now when i get naked in front of a guy they go oh my you're so sexy blah blah and i'm just like yeah that's even when i was dating my ex we're on and off for seven eight years during dating him the the body type started to change in the beginning a long time ago yeah when we were sleeping together i felt so insecure about my body yeah because one time i was like well i have love handles it's um i have childbearing hips yeah. and he goes well you're not having children anytime soon so why do you have them mm. I, I know i wish i didn't like straight men like i, w- <laughs> I know i know i wish that for so many people i know it's i know it sucks there. imagine it sucks for me yes so <laughs> totally so terrible yeah years go by we're having sex and he's just like damn this ass did you always have these curves like oh my god you're so sexy and it's like oh that's crazy because you literally made me yep. hate my body yeah. for like four years of yeah. dating you now you love it because they told you on tv that that's beautiful absolutely yeah and you know what's interesting about that that's a lot of the stuff that because I'm always on the fucking verge of getting canceled for talking about the Kardashians and people don't understand what I'm doing. They think I'm like complimenting them or elevating them. So I'm like, when is it going to happen? Because I can see people like finding the, like, I can't fuck up once. But my point is Gen Z has definitely almost canceled me for talking about them. And the big complaint is the proximity to black culture piece. Like, why are you talking about people that have done this and that have harmed beauty standards, have harmed people's body images? And it's interesting to look at, it's not a simplistic answer it's not a simplistic story that the kardashians have made everyone fucked up about their bodies they hit the scene more healthy curvy natural during a context when really unhealthy stick skin thin aesthetics were the ideal and so it's ironic to me because like to me it was yes, helpful yes if a lot of i'm a therapist and i'm here to say i can confidently say this I've had a lot of my patients in my work talk about how the Kardashians helped them in that way. And it's funny to say that now because there's been change, but that's where postmodern culture, truth might not always be so objective, like things are fluid, they were this way for a time, so they impacted a certain faction of people of a certain age at this time, and then it's evolved. And the Kardashian body conversation, like you said before, people need it to talk about. The body, sexuality, and the race conversations with the Kardashians, what they bring up, I think it almost provides a certain catharsis. People almost, they provide the basis that people can work through how they feel and what they think about these difficult things. Yeah, but blaming them for every, for all of that is, A, is what adds the fuel to the fire now Now that I understand is what makes them yeah, bigger. Yes. When, and, and almost in a weird way, I almost feel like it's part of their PR. Yes. To, yes. to point the narrative on them to have these haters because that's how they're, they stay relevant. Yes. Because... If you really think about it, the Kardashians are not responsible for people's body issues. The media is. Years ago, when when social media didn't exist and only tabloids did, who was buying the tabloids every time a celebrity has cellulite? Other women. Yeah. So all the women who act like they want to bring each other up, they love watching each other they destroy one another. Yes. And it sucks, but that's how the media imprinted in us. Yeah. And as much as we act like we go against the grain, sometimes I feel like I'm actually still part of some community where I'm in that like you know what yes, i mean yes. so it's not the the kardashians probably worked on something that was already there the yes. celebrities didn't just start getting their work done they just became more honest about it because the kardashians made it yes. available yes when i was growing up and i would see these i remember these girls i thought they were the most beautiful thing in the world and i'm like how are they so pretty at this age 
and I grew up poor so I didn't know that you can get all this work done when you're like yeah. 16 17 yeah and then when I got older is when I suddenly now I can look at their face and I was like oh they have filler they have mm-hmm. this they have Botox mm-hmm. like I used to think it was all natural so some ways social media is helpful for me because I know when someone has where I can kind of decide or mm-hmm. assume mm-hmm. someone has filler or Botox or whatever I feel better oh okay it's not natural what's interesting about the Kardashians is because we saw where they more or less started, we saw the before and after pictures. So it's not like yeah, they hit the scene ready. Yeah. And that is that is wild because they still lie to us. Yep. And then yes. that's in, that's how you know the, the truth, that the media is doing such a good job at switching up the truth. Yeah. Because it's right in front of us. Yes. It's almost like I'm holding my shirt in front of you. Yes. And I'm saying, and I keep telling you, this shirt is green. Yes. And you tell me, no, it's blue. Yes. And then I, I ask your partner and other people to come here, they work with me, and I go, what, sh- what color is the shirt? And they'll say green. Yeah. You're going to eventually think that you're crazy. I'm yes. going to gaslight you. Yes. And you're going to believe that my shirt is, you're going to start saying my shirt is green. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yes, that's what that book, Media Manipulation and Post-Truth America, United States of Distraction, is a lot about too. And it's like, it's called a media swerve a little bit. Like, well, that's not quite the gaslighting, but it's like when people are really focused on one thing and then you like say like, hey, look at that. And it's like some other drama and you go to the other thing. So it's a little different than the gaslighting you're describing. But media employs all of these techniques and the Kardashians do too, like Kim Kardashian's lure cover, where she apparently sat down with a writer and the writer was like, I'm going to ask you everything that's in your face. And then Kim said nothing. And besides a little Botox or something. But the thing is, it's like, well, maybe she's telling the truth or or maybe she's doing a lawyer. If it is the truth that there's nothing in the face, perhaps she's doing a lawyerly technique of technically there's nothing in it, but that doesn't mean there's not something surgically done to it. Maybe there were stitches in it once, but like not fillers in it. You know what I mean? Maybe there was a face left. Who knows? But, but the, Kim was also very beautiful when she was younger and her she, face, she's always had lips. Like, yes, think yes. Her face was always... She's Armenian, which is, for Americans, it's white. For anyone outside of America, it's not white. That's an interesting (laughs) conversation, yes. Yeah, I don't even get it. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think it's really fascinating that the discourse is now Kim is white again because she's doing this alignment with white aesthetics now. And it's like, she never looked like that before, though. So this is a new look for her of this blonde, skinny thing um, that I think she's coming for a look she was once gatekept from. I've had a lot of patients talk about how it, the Kardashian, like healthy, more normalized bodies during a time when they were not the norm was helpful for them. Um, I also think Kim's new look, you were saying like sometimes like to get someone's attention, announce a new look can be really great. Gra- yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
fuck thank you and the third thing that i learned today which has been very fascinating is that the same strategy that you use for dating when which i've given advice to sometimes which was more specific towards different zodiac signs but in general one of the ways to get attract your ex again is in order to change your look or become a little bit different like find new hobbies things like that yes it it feels like you're dating a new person and it's interesting how that random dating advice now goes into all this marketing strategy where i've noticed the way kim was able to Mm -hmm. get reborn again and become more popular than kylie without even people realizing that there was like a a fight between them people forget so fast not a real fight yeah 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 but like the hierarchy yes is that Kim changed her whole brand. Mm -hmm. Like Kim had to change her whole look and it made her brand new again. You have to rebrand yourself constantly. And every time you're quote unquote reborn is what will continue to stay up. Kim changed her look and moved attention to, there's a lot of attention on her smaller body, but there's also a new attention then on her face. And it was at the time that she was about to announce a skincare line, which I think is interesting. And She looks younger now. Yes. And there's a new focus on acknowledging, yeah, we're aging, but here's a skincare line that might help you prevent it. And it's back to Kim's face and off her body. And then I also think it corresponded with a time when Kylie like needs to phase out and be laid back yeah. with Astro World. And I think she might be actually genuinely over it as well. Like there's just a sense that she's fucking just like going to show up on time to work, make her appearance and then go back and be with her kids. She's such a good mother. Yeah, yeah, there's that. And then, and then... Meanwhile, it correspo- Kim's new look also corresponds with some major new ventures in a multi-genre capacity. So she's like doing law school stuff or whatever, um, the law self-study. She's doing this private equity firm, which I think is very significant. And then she's doing, she's like a multi-genre icon more and more, which is to say an icon of the internet because there's like the internet has everything. Um, and so the new look corresponds with like a lot of big things, which is that's necessary now to stay relevant when we're in a internet landscape of micro niches and like fractured sort of um, subcultures more and more. And then another thing I'll quick say is this idea of being reborn is very religious. It's very like, you know, it's very Christian. And the Kardashians talk about Christianity a lot of like, the nature of like Christ and his narrative, this messianic narrative is like being martyred and then reborn. So I think there's something to the Kardashians speaking to like Christianity as a dominating religion in America or in the West, I guess. And um claiming you know they're super christian that's like significant to the cult conversation a little bit too because i personally think that like most religions are cults and um christianity is not an exception and like the kardashians as a cult and the kardashians as like christian figures is kind of an interesting thing to talk about i don't know if i ever saw them um the kardashians as a christian figure i know isn't that interesting like that that's like how present they are so when people also are like who are the Kardashians? I don't know. It's like a performance of like... Lies. Yes. It's such a thing. It's about your own like... Because they trigger that in people. This need to like kind of like assert like where they are in themselves. Okay. It reminds me of The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. Where yes. wherein, uh, Anna Hathaway wears some jacket and she thinks she's standing out. She's so unique. Yes. And then Meryl Streep uh, kind of goes to her and she goes, oh, you think you're you think mm-hmm. you're special? You think you, you think you thought about this jacket? We made you wear that jacket. And she's like, no, what? And then she opens a magazine. She's like, 2005. this magazine the turquoise thing yeah the model were here so then it was translated over there and then over there and then eventually it went to the like regular stores and that's where you got your jacket so we influenced you to get this jacket exactly 
basically every post I make is trying to like have that effect on people who are like acting above the, the Kardashian discourse or whatever it is exactly. And, and they don't realize they're actually doing the same makeup as a Kardashian or even, yes. you know, talking shit about Kylie and then it trickles down to influencers doing the same pose as yes, Kylie. Exactly. And then other people start to copy it, and then eventually it comes back to you. You do that pose without realizing yes. that the person you're talking shit about is actually the reason you're posing on that instagram post. right and and i'm really not saying like therefore like pay your respects or whatever no, i'm course. just kind of like i'm just kind of like be aware of it though like it's stupid to be in denial of it or to perform like a superiority to it because it's just not that's a fallacy and so i completely agree it's the same thing where you're you you're not special you're yes. not different yes you're just part of the third part yep so people sometimes love to hate because it's a way to them to express their individuality yes like oh i'm not oh it's kind of like for people used to be obsessed with like my meme page obviously they still are yeah but then something happened where i accidentally stopped being the underdog and i became one of the large meme accounts yep so then suddenly i would hear even conversations with my friends or even guys that i dated and they'd be like well i'm more like more like the indie meme accounts that like i follow it's like Mm -hmm. there's this account and like and like i'm trying to like not gatekeep this account but like i am (laughs) and suddenly it's like okay so because i have a ton of followers like i'm just not as cool oh you're so different you're so cool because you follow a meme account with ten thousand followers (laughs) even though we we post a same shit yeah just fyi but okay so i think it's kind of the same thing where it's like it's cooler to be like well yeah yeah creations or whatever but have you heard of this person that actually does everything that creations do but they're just smaller so i feel like i'm cooler no totally. by stating that i follow them no totally 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 well no and to your point fuck all my exes who didn't follow daddy issues well yeah Rude. the person you're with needs to follow your account like and support I, when they act like they were too cool and i was just like okay no, that's like really shitty. I hate that, honestly. Like they need to be a fan. Um, but no, I think that they that's were a fan me- of this ass, but not of my meme account. Right. Of these titties. <laughs> <laughs> it's all valid. No, I think that um well, also to that point, it's interesting. Like there was a time when I really wanted to get verified because I thought it would protect my work because I put a lot of work into my Instagram page. Um, and then there was a moment where I looked around at the other accounts that had about the same like following count as me who I respected and admired like other like memers that I thought were really smart and I'm like oh it seems like memers yeah like meme people like oh it seems like the cool ones don't care about being verified so is it uncool if I seek to get verified like but I take my work seriously so that there's those weird like cultural commodity like yeah but that's just like that's your personal choice and like things that matter to you may not matter to someone else or also you don't know there's people you don't know if they're actually bothered by that no totally totally but but to also to what you're saying chris rojack to bring it back to him he talks about celebrity as a replacement of religion in a in a post-god society and the so idea that scary i know totally and he the reasons they can serve that function is because they can provide kind of a structure or a model for what values are, whether you're deciding I'm not about this or I am about this, what this person represents to me. So the Kardashians provide that for a lot of people to be like, they don't represent what I like, therefore I'm I'm more moral or virtuous or whatever. Um, and that's why the petition that went around in 2011 is kind of like the same, like pushback to the Kardashians now is sort of the same, but coming from liberal people. Why do you think people have such a need to worship others? whether it's God or humans. I think it comes down to the big, like, what are we doing here? We don't know why we're on this planet and we don't, and we're all gonna die. The need for purpose. Yes. And 
I like that. I agree. Because I've even talked about it with my friends before that if, if a plane crashed on an island, after three months, if you went to that island, there would be a new religion on that island. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's So it's the only way to help people not feel lost. Because you're right. I guess even if they're against it, against the morals of the Kardashians, mm-hmm. in that, in, still in that way, it helps them create what their morals are because mm-hmm. they see a blueprint and they get then now they get to be like okay no yep. this is i'm against this blueprint here's my own mm-hmm. so they almost needed the kardashians in order to create their own values yes yes well yeah because a people, celebrity or whatever yes yeah. there's like the cartman drama triangle it's like a thing in psychology and it's like it has different verbiage but it can be like victim hero um persecutor or like bad villain yes you know what i mean I've seen it. and like all of those points on the triangle are reliant on the, the other one because you find your role and you need the other role to have that role you need a victim to be a hero you need a bad guy to be a hero um you need a bad guy to be a victim so people do like often benefit from whatever given role and people tend to like gravitate towards those roles and different dynamics present different opportunities to fall in your role and um like an example might be with the Kardashians and this is where it's like here's the deal you guys like I don't I'm just gonna point out what I see happening like it doesn't matter how I really feel about it um Jamila Jamil always calling out Kim Kardashian because she's protecting like the people on the internet who are being influenced by Kim Kardashian's you know sales of like I think she was mad about the diet lollipops or whatever that Kim was shilling on Instagram and so Jamila Jamil was creating like a public image based on you know being a hero to the people of Instagram against Kim Kardashian and and everyone got some fulfillment from those roles i think including kim being the bad guy um yeah so it's just interesting that is really interesting um in a recent article you say the kardashians have a sadomasochistic element to how they put themselves out there can you first explain what that word means and how it applies to them so yeah sadomasochism is this like kind of synergy between forces of sadism which is like the pleasure that you can get out of harming other people or someone else and then masochism the pleasure of having harm inflicted on you and it's like often discussed in more sexual terms like with kink um but and like obviously like an ideal matchup between a sadist and a masochist is that combination because the sadist can hurt the masochist and the masochist can take the pain. But I think that there's a sadomasochism in this, this, this relationship we're talking about. We've been talking about this whole time between the Kardashians and the public and the Kardashians triggering the public and the public reacting. And then the Kardashians kind of responding according to those reactions. And I think that there is masochism in two ways like the kardashians put themselves so out there and like live in the shame that the public throws at them and like they're like cool with it like in a way because like 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 i said like kim being accused of being so disgustingly vain when she was taking selfies all the time but then she stood and withstood the like shaming and then like now she like has influenced like the aesthetics of instagram she's very smart yes even if anyone met her in real life they would see that she's very intelligent yeah but that is the best way to take control of the narrative yes because if let's say I hate my feet and then yeah. I allow other people to bully me for my feet, it's there. I'm giving them. People think that you don't have a choice in life, but yeah. you do. So I'm choosing. No one no one can make me feel inferior without me allowing them. Yes. So when I 
a bully makes fun of my feet that I'm secure about and now they know if I'm crying about it is I allow them yes. to make me feel like shit but if I decide to change the narrative like Kim has and I and I start making fun of my feet then I create like special shoes with people with ugly feet like mine can walk around or create a website onlyuglyfeet.com yes. and yes. I profit off of it yeah. then you can't bully me for the shit anymore because I, I monetize it yes. and that's the brilliance behind the Kardashians with something bad happens to them and they're like quick how do we make money off yes, of it like how do, how we, do like, we monetize it how yes. do we spin it around how do we change the narrative and they're even conscious of that as their own mythology like that's like something that we can notice of what they're doing and analyze but then like it's like they even know it too and like integrate that into their story of themselves so it's like even like my like cutting edge analysis of like that's what they do then they even say they do it so it's like this creates very postmodern again kylie herself it's part of her like pitch now about her lip kit of a boy made fun of my lips i was really insecure so then i got fillers and then i made my lip company like it's like, that's what they did. They're telling us right there what they did. And so that's interesting. But the masochism of it, Freud like talks about sadism and masochism a lot. And there's something about the masochist, the person that like gets pleasure from pain. And it's like, if it becomes disruptive to your life, that's another thing. And that can be an issue. But like, if it's done consciously with like awareness of your own limits and your, your safety, um, there's like a lot of like the idea is that you're testing your ability to like, you're showing power by how much you know you can withstand and so i don't know if it's because they enjoy the pain I, it sounds more like a marketing strategy and they probably know better than to look at their comments and things like that and i don't mean they literally enjoy the pain but oh, i mean okay, like it. yeah and they're in this sense i'm talking purely metaphorically with them i don't think they're actual massacre i don't know who they are i don't know what they're into and i don't really want to know but i think that like the public gets pleasure from trying to hurt them and then they eat the they eat that sadism they like take it like a masochist that's kind of i, I meant oh, it very metaphorically that's very yes interesting and a good point yes and that's another thing where the media and the publicists and all that it's like it's actual real training you yes. have to learn how to sit with that or what not to look at in yes. order for for it not to affect you yes exactly so, because they know okay, keep doing that. You're still going to buy my shit. So I'm still going to make money off of you in the end. Yes. And even if someone, one thing that's interesting, and I think this is what I was trying to get at earlier when I was like, oh, the hate is essential. It's like, even if someone hates them and they don't buy the shit, even if they're hate following and, but they don't buy the shit, the, the hate like inflames the, the idea and it brings attention to it. So someone else might buy the shit. You know what I mean? So it's no, just 100%, about- No, yeah. 100%. The hate always helps. It's so crazy. Yes. But one thing that I thought was really interesting in the triangle that you brought up yeah. is that thinking about the Kardashian family, I think one of the things that works for them is being a family because you get to relate to different parts, different people on it. Mm -hmm. So that's what brings in more of a culty, a cult following. Yes. Because you're like, oh, everyone's like, oh, I'm such a Chloe. Yep. Oh, no, I'm such a Kim. Or I relate with Kylie. Yep. But except that the triangle, looking at their family, there's always someone that's the hero, the victim, mm -hmm. or the bad guy. And it's all narrative. Those are all based in narrative. I've never seen all of them do really well and succeed. It's always like, Kim's doing really well. Ah, guess who cheated on Chloe? And yes. Chloe's like, for fuck's sake, does it have to be about me again, mom? And she's like, yes, Chloe. If yes. you wanted to come on vacation with us, we have to talk about you this week. Yes. And that's why I feel like it's possible that it's more of like a sisterly competition between them because they all benefit when one's down the other one's up that's okay it's going to be fluid the next person's going to get their moment chloe takes more hits than anyone else i think <laughs> unfortunately but like i do think that they they have a sense of security and understanding of that and the essence of the drama triangle the essence of those archetypal ways of viewing them which i think is a huge part of their power it's all rooted in narrative we've learned these narratives from the stories of the greek gods 
like it's archetypal it's 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 a structural thing of like hero's journeys um as joseph campbell would say you also dissected their language in the past mm -hmm. and you said that you believe that they speak so simplistically what is the reason what do you mean by that it's possible it's another case of where i want to say that this might be the impact they might just be being themselves to some extent or they were themselves they realized the effect it could have and then they refined it and curated it more like people like to say like it's conspiratorial are they really doing all of this on purpose i don't know what i do know is that this is the impact it has speaking simplistically or Sometimes they speak really simplistically, like really basic sentences. They also will say absurd shit, really quotable shit, like a funny, absurd observation, colorful words. In any event, the way they speak is perfect for media reproduction. Um, and this is a Daniel J. Borston concept. He's another 1960s era media theorist who talked about the importance for public figures who figured out as media technologies advance and there's like more newspapers happening, there's now like televised things happening to compress themselves so that it can make more headlines, so that it can be reproduced in images. Now we're in an Instagram era, a TikTok era, especially Instagram though, where things are being reshared, reposted. There's thing, information is being conveyed through little captions or just like a meme or how you're gonna like pose in a picture. The easier to reproduce and tell that story again and again is the better. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So another, an example is Kim, I think, said once, um, you know, cleaning my kid's playroom makes me horny. And so that's like a colorful, weird sentence. You know what I mean? It's weird. It's oh, weird. Or like people just don't want to work these days. Yes, that's a good that's one too. That's a meme. Yes, it's an instant meme, instant. Kim Kardashian says cleaning her kid's playroom makes her horny. Like that was like a headline after that episode aired. Um, the things that are easier to reproduce is going to be the best way to market yourself because then it keeps it simple for the people that are making the media. I think that's really interesting. But I think uh, sometimes you're just so focused on creating content or making things work that you probably don't even realize you're doing yes. it and that is interesting how what the fine line between it becoming culty versus you just trying to be a good business person because yes. what you're saying is stuff that naturally comes in my brain yes. even when i'm doing interviews yes i'll know when i'm even asking when i'm asking a question i'll know what's going to be a hit or not that's why i'll ask a specific specific question or yes. even when i'm speaking a lot of the way I've changed my speech is I know how to hit that 30 second mark in order to say something valuable. And I've seen also people on TikTok where they know how to deliver yeah. something to go TikTok viral. So yes. it's a marketing tactic. Yes. But I think a lot of us don't even realize we're doing we're doing it because like you for me, it's part of my business. But for you yes. mentioning it, suddenly I'm like, holy shit, I 
Yeah. Because there's a fine line between gaslighting people, manipulating them versus just doing your job. Right. No, totally. They make it easy for us to reproduce them. It's not like we're like, oh, we're going to like contribute to the Kardashians. But, but then attacking the Kardashians that they're yes. doing something, some manipulation in reality. A lot of it is just marketing tactics that other people are using without realizing. Yes. Okay. The Kardashians often joke mainly about the men that they're involved with mm-hmm. that once you're in their world, quote unquote, there's no getting out. Almost like a cult or a mafia. Mm-hmm. What do you think this is and how are they able to possess this cult-like mentality with little to no repercussion or questioning? Yeah. Especially the men being black men yes. and the whole controversy behind that. Yes. Um, they, yeah, it's, that's it's like a get difficult. out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kanye. And what's funny about that is like any like academic or referential way I could view the Kardashians, Kanye has already made the comparison. Like I'll be like, oh, they're kind of like the Medici family. And then I look it up and he's already compared them to that. Like Kanye covers it. So the get out comparison was really interesting. And it spoke to what a lot of people feel when they see the family with black men and the fact that kim's genesis was the sex tape with a black man and that's why this new ray j drama has been it's elicited a lot of that discourse for people all over again i think there's something already that comes off as culty because to quote courtney love again that she called them a venusian fertility cult like they're a bunch of sisters it's a group it's like and i think that in general the there's a lot of interest i've noticed and i haven't I'm so into like the algorithm stuff and the techie stuff with them. Like I haven't really kept up with like the people in their lives, but I have, I do know that people that kind of watch them and sort of keep up are like, oh, she's in, she's out. I got an email from someone who was doing fact checking for a a think piece about the Kardashians who wanted me just to help. And she was like, hey, is Kim still friends with this like influencer type person? Um, And I didn't even know who that person was. And I was like, I don't know, but I do know a super fan that would. Um, And so I think with any celebrity sort of social circle, the people that have proximity to it, like there's a power difference, even if like there's like generally like we're in we're in the similar dis, uh, industries or roughly similar status. Like I can't imagine what it's like to be in proximity to them in that way. Like there's a scene in a most recent episode where one of the stylists says to Courtney, you're going to be so stressed out on your wedding day. Like, let's keep it simple so that you're not stressed. And Cl- Courtney was like, why would I be stressed? And like the vibe just shifts and it's like this is an inner circle person but you could tell she was like fuck i said the wrong thing i fucked up and it's really i hated watching it because like i i've seen those moments go play out for people and um so you're saying now with the kardashians and in hollywood in general you think there's a power dynamic that usually there is one person that's the most famous and not that even though because another thing I've gathered from this interview, the community is so important. And yes. that also what helps bring a more popularity. Now that I think of it, it's true where it comes with, it's usually people more obsessed with the couple yes. together. When they break up, you like them less. Yeah. So you're obsessed with couples or you're obsessed with two best friends. One's brunette, one's a blonde. I can yes. relate to both of them, which is so true. Like, I think even I subconsciously yeah. have liked it better when I have a brunette friend and people like love us being together yes. without realizing. So then the Kardashians, that's why it works, the community. That's why the Kardashians have a unique edge because they're sisters. So it's like, even though there's like the things we notice of like, oh, Kylie's more famous right now, Kim's less, like, but they kind of, I think, all trust that it's going to be fluid. But the people on the outside, so like Malika, the, the different stylists who are named Danielle, I think there's multiple, like, um jordan the jordan thing that was so big because of the race dynamics but i also think because she was really she was like she was like family 
the other people that are like inner circle, there might be like inner, inner circle. Malika's been around a long time, but Jordan and Kylie were like sisters in a different way and like, or came off that way, certainly. Um, and so I do have the sense that like that basic like power dynamic that I just generally have seen with like more like the true like famous person and then the people around them is already like loaded and charged I think anyway but then the fact that the Kardashians are family and like it's sort of like what we talked about like some people believe like you can only trust your family let's keep it in the family and like the Kardashians have that other famous people but one thing I think is interesting about them is that Kim managed to latch on to Paris in the yeah. beginning and she ended up becoming more famous than her yeah in the beginning she was just a yes person it almost feels like from that experience she saw what she was capable of doing and yeah. no one that's ever latched on to Kim or the Kardashians became more famous than them though. Yeah. Power in numbers though. Cause like individuals could like have the proximity. And I think people thought maybe Jordan would because she has a sister and she was that close, but the it goes back to like when people ask how are the kardashians so big one of the first things i say is because it's a group and because there's the archetypal impact of like you identify with this one this one or this one and they can take turns and they can also because like i said like too like it's like a landscape of micro niches and different genres that you have to like be on top of if you want to be famous and like really be relevant they have different sisters they can deploy to different events different like brands you know what i mean so <laughs> they can deploy. be ever present yes okay chris opens like this fridge right. and she's like okay kim Go. you're up and right. she's like, mm, mm, exactly mm. yeah so i think there's that too um but it's interesting um okay with this cold like mentality how do you think this affected their kids and future generations of their family do you think they'll ever have the option to remove themselves from the spotlight um, it's hard because I do like draw a line on talking about the kids sometimes, but I will say that I think there's a lot of eyes on the kids and not only the Kardashian Jenner kids or the West District kids, um, but because there's an interest in like that that era of celebrity children. Like I think people are very interested in how like Blue Ivy and Northwest will grow up. And I think that like it's a little weird because I think the unique interest is because they're little girls. I think there's like a gendered piece of it and like um, almost like a sexualization that happens with that uh, that idea of like, are these girls going to be pretty or glamorous like their parents? Like there's there's dark stuff, I think, that we could unpack. But um, the kids have a unique Truman Show experience. The Kardashians themselves have acknowledged it. And this also enables the Kardashian legacy to continue because when they start to like age out, which is that going to happen? I don't know. Like we're watching Kris Jenner as she like matures. We're watching Kim mature and like move yeah, but into. Yeah, would be nothing without her community. Exactly. Back <laughs> to the community. Exactly. So in any event, the story will continue with the kids and we'll see who wants to opt out of it and if they can. And we'll see where media is and what new technologies and platforms have developed by then and how this family will choose to mediate themselves you, through. In general, what do you think about the fact that should kids even be involved it's not just the kardashians there's a whole trend now sometimes a kid says something silly or a kid dance a child dances sexually but it's yeah. funny yeah and then it, on tiktok it goes viral yeah and that freaks me out because i have nieces now and i'm yeah. like i don't want when is too much too much like when can we keep some private things private yeah but the parents thinking oh it's going to bring us some fame yes this. right so when is it too much when is it wrong that raises i think it's an ongoing question of where is the line and i think that's With one of kids the themes who have, right they no don't get agency. to tell you totally yes or no totally 
I think that one of the questions, especially in like this postmodern culture is where is the line and it's always moving. And the Kardashians are also interesting to us because they raise that philosophical question because the kids are such a big part of their brand. And I don't know, like on how much of it is the Kardashians telling you know, authentic, <laughs> authentic stories. Like they reproduced. I know they show. probably did. Exactly. Copies upon copies of little flies. Um, I think the Kardashians are ostensibly telling us stories about themselves in their lives. And they tell us they're being authentic as authentic as possible. That would entail the kids. They, and then there's the argument of, well, they're setting up their kids for a lot of like financial capital because now the kids are going to be rich and secure and they just had to show up and be yeah, cute. Yeah, but the trauma from it, I mean, right. what if they grow up and they say, well, I never, I didn't want to be a public figure. Right. Like, I don't want this responsibility. Like I want to do this or that. Or maybe it's all they know. So they don't know any different. It goes back to that Marshall McLuhan quote about the fish not knowing it's in water. And that's a simplest, that's a Or like it makes me think, what is reality? Like for example, um, North, her daughter when she's at the fashion show and then she puts a sign saying stop filming me is it her or did they tell her to do that so then the narrative for it can be that north is so political already or she has such a strong opinion all that like i I don't know right right and right and it's the kid it's almost like the kids are themselves mediums of because you know there's no if they if if we're going back to the fact that they have such a strategy to everything. Yeah. Would they really then allow uh, one of their kids to do something without their permission? Well, without yeah. them figuring out the strategy if it's going to work for their benefit or not? It goes back to like the conversations about when the kids got on TikTok. And it's like, did the kids choose to get on TikTok? Are those kids making the TikToks? Because some of the TikToks almost looked edited to look like it was made by a kid. Some of those really did. The kids know. have TikToks? Yeah. And I think that was actually potentially, whether it was intentional, fully engineered, or just a side effect, the kids getting on TikTok, but then heavily featuring Kim and Courtney was a way for the Kardashians to transition into TikTok president presences. Like the Kardashians tried TikTok, didn't really work, didn't really stick. But when the kids got on and then Kim's just jumping in while North is doing a dance, that was a more authentic way for her to be present there. And then she made her own eventually, but it drew attention to the Kardashians are kind of on TikTok now through their kids. And again, they knew it's controversial to get their kids on TikTok because they already know the type of comments they get about showcasing their children. Yes. And now there's a whole narrative that North doesn't like to be yes. anywhere near. So then that sparked the conversation. So again, so hate mm-hmm. actually helped bring more attention to this. Yes. I mean, it makes sense. When I was shopping around for different publicists, this one publicist basically came to me and said, like, well, do you have beef with anyone? I said, no. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, would you be open for us creating beef on your behalf? And I was like, no, that's mm-hmm. not that. I'm like, that's to the opposite of my brand. Yeah. But that's what a lot of people do, which makes you go, what is real? Right. We live in a society where it, it kind of is a response to, like, again, like the partisan system, like, Neil Postman and Daniel Borston have both are media theorists that I like who have talked about the influence of the first televised presidential debates and the idea that JFK, there's like a theory that he kind of like won because he looked better on camera and he was like such an everyman. And the idea of like politics becoming a performance and becoming a form of entertainment. And like, then we play that out in our ways of like a beef, like I pick her or I pick her. Like we're giving you, if you like were to perform a beef with someone, it gives people that option of looking at a group and then picking one or the other. And it goes back to that zeros and ones concept we were talking about. So I get the brilliance of facilitating a beef, but 
damn, so I don't have a community and I don't <laughs> have beef. But you're I'm, still a big I deal. Failing? <laughs> no, well, that just shows how powerful you are that you're still like killing it. That's so funny. Yeah. But I guess maybe in the end, nothing is real. And the whole point is that it's up to the viewer and the listener to create their own reality. Because whether you like it or not, you can't change people's opinions of you. So there's mm-hmm. someone out there where you are the hero in their reality. And there's someone else out there where you are the villain in their reality. Yes. And, there's, and you have no idea but either. That is the essence of postmodernism. That's how this all started. You asked me to define it and that is it. Okay, before we close off, is there anything you wanted to add or anything you felt like I didn't ask you? Uh, We covered so much ground. No, I feel great. So much ground. Okay, where can people find you? Um, Kardashian underscore colloquium with a K. I'm on TikTok and Instagram. I enjoy running my Instagram a lot more. So I have a little more pride in that, but I do enjoy running, you know, these social media accounts about it. And if you search MJ Corey, my work has been seen in Vogue, uh, The New Yorker, Paper. Um, I'm writing a lot and I'm working on a book. So hopefully that'll be out in a few years too. Amazing. So you guys, I'll have her information, obviously, in the description of this um, episode. Don't forget to follow her. Check her stuff out. DM me or DM her if you have any questions or thoughts on this episode. And I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you guys have a beautiful day. And I'll see you next week. Ciao.